Uh, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Condo Insider. And I have with me today Sue Savio, uh, who is the principal of Insurance Associates Hawaii. And uh, so we're going to be talking about why your insurance premiums are increasing. And you know it's always good to have you. I mean, because you know you you're the you're, you're the you know information person on insurance issues with condos, and that's probably because you've been involved in the industry for so long. Uh, and besides being the owner of Insurance Associates Hawaii, uh, which is an insurance brokerage, uh, you were president of CAI for for several years, right? Yes, I was CAI president for six years. Wow. Yes. Okay, and also you've been uh, a board president yourself, and you've been on the board member for many, many years. I bought my first condo that I lived in when I was in my 20s, and I've been on board since, and I still am board president of two condos. Wow. Nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I give you credit. And, yeah. and your, 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 your uh, insurance agency, how many condos do you represent? We represent a little over 1,000 throughout the islands. Wow. And it's about 1700 so I have some more to go. Okay. So I, we're, we're talking to the right person if, if we're wanting to find out why the insurance premiums are increasing. And they're skyrocketing. I know because you and I have had this conversation when I called you to say, hey, Sue, why is my insurance going up? I mean, how, what am I going to tell my owners? And, <laughs> and it started in 2021. Can you tell our listeners what is the reason why condominium insurance rates are going up. Okay, well, it's not. it didn't only just start in 2021. To really get the picture of it, I'd like to just take a few minutes to read you an article that we wrote back in 2020, October, okay? Just listen for a few moments. Two seven, 2017 was the costliest hurricane season on record and damage from hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria. Remember those three? Yeah. It's estimated to be around $300 billion. Plus, we had the California fires in 18 and 19. So 2019 was the costliest insurance year for reinsurers. Then 2021 comes along, and in America, or in our area, they paid out $144 billion, the second costliest year for reinsurers. Now, somebody is saying, well, what's a reinsurer? A reinsurer is the company that sells policies only to insurance companies, sells the risk only to insurance companies. For example, if you take the Marco Polo fire, the first insurance had a portion of it and they had reinsurance all the way up to the $100 million that the claim was. So first insurance didn't cut their own personal money for the $100 million. They had many reinsurers. Any large risk, property risk, has reinsurance on it. Okay, so whether you're a shopping center, a hotel, a condo, you're in the millions of dollars, 300 million, 200 million, 100 million, 50 million. Doesn't mean because we have first insurance on it or fireman's fund, doesn't mean they're keeping all of that in their pocket. They buy reinsurance. What happened was in 2021, as because there were so many claims, the people who invest in reinsurers and in insurance investors pulled out and there was a lot less capital because they could make their more money elsewhere because there were so many claims in those two years that were so close together, close together that they went ahead and had to increase their rates so that they can continue to handle our losses. So when then all of a sudden things started to increase, if you go back to 
2008 when Florida got hit and our prices were outrageous. In fact, I can remember premiums going three and four times back then in 2008 and 2009. And then they came down for 10 years and then they started to escalate again. So it's claims and the cost of insurance and putting this money out of pocket for the reinsurers. So even though Hawaii's not having the hurricane, we're a hurricane state. Okay, even though we're having our own claims that we did have the Marco Polo, which was a large one, it still is not anywhere near as big as what they're paying out in the rest of America. But we are in America and we are getting the same reinsurers. And I had a chart that shows out of the top 50 reinsurers, 34 have lost funds. They, they lost, spent more than they collected. And insurance companies, like any business, doesn't need to go into the hole. They need to always make sure that they have the surplus pile of money called policyholder surplus to pay claims. So of course, the reinsurers who are losing money raise the rates. They raise the rates to the insurance company who sell you and I the condo policy, and that means our rates have to go up. So it's it has to do with the fact that we have claims and that the money is going out faster than it's being collected and gone are the lower rates. So everybody's paying into the kitty. So that's what's happening since 2019 and 20 and 21. And we're feeling it still because then we had Ian just hit, and that's going to be about $60 billion. So who knows when it's going to come down, but hopefully I did talk to a couple underwriters who have felt that possibly things, if things would stay calm, they would we would be able to see a, it, it's sort of going backwards, maybe not as low as we started, but going backwards in the next couple of years. So okay, so, so you're saying that we might have increases next year as well? Well, if we have another Ian, someone's going to have to pay for that. It's going to affect the reinsurers. They're paying that money out. Let's okay, so so if we want, so if we if something happens on the mainland, if they have more wildfires or floods or you know some uh, building collapsing yeah. or you know that means that we we probably won't see relief right away. We correct because remember now insurance is a spread of risk, and we're a very small marketplace. Okay, we don't. I mean, even though we have. And we have very few condos compared to some of the other states, but we are still tasked with being in America. And when the reinsurers go to sell the insurance to the insurance companies, they say, okay, Hawaii, like Florida, is a hurricane state. We're not as bad. Our rates aren't as high, but we need hurricane insurance. So we have to pay extra for that. We don't need earthquake. Okay. We don't have earthquakes here, but we have hurricane. So we pay the same price, not the same price. So we buy it from the same companies that sell it everywhere else because we use reinsurers. Okay, so that means that we probably won't see any relief for a couple of years, but does that mean it's gonna go up next year and maybe the year after that? It will depend upon what happens in general. In other words, if we had another huge hurricane, if California has fires again, if a tornado goes through a city, if another building collapses, I mean, take the Florida collapse. It was 1.2 billion. Okay, out of that 1.2 billion, only 25 million was the property. All the rest was liability. Okay, so that's why it affected the umbrellas, and that's why it's affected our directors and officers, and that's why it's affected our general liability. And even those costs are going up because of what's happening throughout America. So it's not only affecting the property and the liability, it's affecting the other insurance coverages as well? 
it is. In other words, what happened to the umbrella market, we used to have a, for 20 years, we had a very inexpensive umbrella market would write umbrella over our condos with no problems. Then they paid out on the Florida um, collapse. They paid out. Remember the Las Vegas shootings? Yeah. That was a $751 million paid out in umbrella coverage. Okay. That's a oh, wow. Yeah. So in other words, we're getting stuck along with everybody else. We're not an island unto ourselves. You know, and in other words, you're saying that, you know, the, the people in Hawaii are not the only ones who have to pay this extra money. It's oh, happening no. all over the country. I'll tell you a story about my board president here, who was upset about his 40 percent increase this year, goes to California, calls up on the phone and says, Sue, I need to apologize to you. I said, oh, you don't have to apologize. It's OK. I know you were upset. He says, no, no, I owe you an apology. My premium in California went up a thousand percent. And they assessed everybody $7,000 to pay the premium. I said, oh, but my 40 sounds good in comparison, right? But I mean, it's not just Hawaii, it is nationwide. That's why everything that's coming out is showing people that we are, we are in this game together. If something goes wrong in Florida, something goes wrong in California, tornado goes six miles into land, creates problems, we're all there. When the, we had the... Um, the superstorm in Cal, uh, New York, remember that? Mm -hmm. Our rates went up because it, we're part of the same game. And it's not only, and, and, and what you're saying is it's not only property and liability, but it's the other one, the DNO. DNO, because the direct, every time there is a fire and there's a death in it, the company knows they're going to be paying out the umbrella limits and the directors and officers limits and the general liability limits because it's just the way it is. You cannot you get blamed for the death, okay? And the limits go. So the Florida condo had a 10 million umbrella. The Marco Polo condo here had a 25 million umbrella. We paid out on that $25 million everything. The Florida condo paid out the whole 10 million. They lost a hell of a lot more people than we did, but yet the umbrella paid in full, okay? So if that's just how the legal system works, I guess, when there's a death in a unit, it's due to a fire. It's a, you can't win. The insurance company has to pay out on those limits. Okay, so I guess what we have to do is we have to stop looking inward and start looking. Hey, you know, if we read the newspaper and find out that they're having firestorms in Illinois. We can just expect insurance increases in the next. Well, it's got to be big. In other words, if you're looking at 120 billion, 144 billion dollars in 2021, you know that's big. You're looking at 19, 2019 when it was a hundred and was over three hundred billion in twenty nineteen. Okay, that's big. But in between, maybe it's only thirty billion or forty billion. That's not going to affect us. Okay, but anything of great magnitude where they're paying out buku bucks affects us because we all use the same reinsurers. There's only okay. What if, an, what if an association? You know, can't I mean, what if, you know, the, you know, they decide they want to renew their insurance and they go to first insurance and they say, oh, no, you, you know, we we're not going to give you coverage. I mean, what can they do? What are their options? OK, it's the standard. There's two types of markets. There's a standard market. The first insurance, the fireman's fund, the DBs of the world, the ones who are writing our coverage here, signed up with the insurance commissioner, follow the rules. OK, those are the standard markets. Then you take those standard markets away and because nobody will write you. You've had a horrible fire or you've lost lives in 
or you've got so many claims going, you had an $800,000 fire, or you had an $800,000 water claim, and they say, we're done. You're not replacing your pipes, we're piled. If they do that to you, then yes, you're going to go into the secondary market. When you go into the secondary market, that is, they can charge the premiums they want. They're not regulated by our insurance commissioner. They're regulated by insurance commissioners from the state they're in, but they can charge what they want. And they're going to look at your risk and say, okay, you're a 35-year-old building. You've not replaced your pipes. You haven't done your spalling. You haven't replaced your elevator. You haven't redone the roof. They ask all these questions of us and they say, okay, you want my insurance because the standard market's left you and you've had all these claims. We're going to charge you three to five times as much. And that's the what it's been coming out. I can take a condo in town that sent an email to their people saying eight with eight days notice that we've lost the standard market. Our premium went from 225 to 1.2 million. Our deductible went from 25,000 to 100,000. Okay, eight days notice because they lost the standard market, but they had to have insurance somewhere. So the idea is being not only is, are you paying more on the AOL side on your maintenance fees, you've got to pay more on the HO6 side because you have to cover the deductible now. So the important thing, and I stress to people, and it's so hard to convince them of this, is maintenance. You've got to maintain your complex. If you don't maintain it and replace the pipes when you should and don't update your fire alarm system and don't do your elevator upgrades and you don't do your roof, and you're just going to think you can get away with it, it's going to come to bite you because the insurance industry is going to say, we're done. Why should we be paying out in five years, 800, I have a condo, five years, $800,000 in claims on a premium of not of, of 75000 a year? You know, you're, you're losing. Why would I do that? You're getting older and older and you're not maintaining. When spalling happens and, they, and things are falling off and your lines are in, leaning, these are maintenance issues. Insurance companies always wants to know what are you doing to maintain. And that I think is the biggest problem is getting people to admit that you've got to maintain. And unfortunately, let's be honest, reserve studies didn't come out right away when condos did. It was more in the 80s. And we only did them for 20 years. And nobody knew about pipes. Okay. So a lot of people are doing pipe replacement. God bless them. But there's a slew of condos that have done no pipe replacements. And their pipes are 40 years old. 50 years old, okay, they're failing. And it's buku bucks to fix them, but you have no choice because you'll lose your market. And why spend, as I tried to tell people, if you're spending $80,000 a year and now you gotta go to the surplus lines marketplace and spend 400,000, why are you spending $320,000 in insurance that you're never gonna recoup when you could put it towards a loan and do your pipes? Because a lot of times the question is, have they replaced their pipes? And I have to say, no, they're thinking about it. They're all getting quotes. But if you can't answer yes, why would a condo, why would an insurance company want to write you when you know they know you've already had all these claims and they're constant? You know, the, there's a, a bill passing through the legislature about educating boards and owners and maybe insurance, why, uh, why a, a, an association needs insurance should be one of the uh, topics in the curriculum, okay. right? right? Because yep. I think a lot of uh, boards just don't understand. I know a lot of owners don't understand because when 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 you tell them, oh well, the insurance companies increase their premiums, and you know the first uh, first response I get from an owner, well, shop around. There's got to be some other companies. I says, well, no, we're we use an agency, which means that they shop for us, 
and they talk to all the insurance companies and this is what they come up with. It's not a matter of shopping around and trying to get somebody that's going to give us a lower premium. In fact, it's just the opposite. If you shop around a lot and you have claims with one and you run to another, but if you stay with one and they hang with you during the claims, just like First Insurance hung with Marco Polo and after the fire and said, okay, we'll give you a year. In one year, you prove to us that you're going to be putting in a sprinkler system and we will stay with you and renew with you. Okay. And we did in a year, we, we didn't have this contract signed, but it was just being reviewed by the attorneys, almost ready to be signed. And we went to first and we said, okay, we are going to be putting in the sprinkler system. Even though it took three more years to put it in, first insurance continued to renew. I've had other people, I had another condo that had a big fire. And I said, fireman's fund's going to stay with you for this year. Prove to them you're going to do sprinklers. Okay. They said, we're not going to do them, Sue. Too bad, so sad. I said, it's going to be too bad, too, so sad for you because they are not going to renew you. Why would they? You had a $2 million fire and you're going to do nothing to prevent it by putting in the sprinklers for the next time. So they're into the standard market paying five times as much. And, 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 and associations need insurance, don't they? I mean, it's not a matter that they can do without. You, if everybody paid their loan off and you didn't want to carry insurance, that's your kuleana. Just like you can have a single family home and not have insurance on it. Something happens to it. You've lost your biggest investment. You know, your biggest asset is your condo or your house. But if everybody, it's the mortgage companies and the bylaws that require the association to have insurance. No one's going to loan on your condo if you don't have insurance. Okay. Because obviously they want to make sure that their loan is covered. But if you had a single family home and you paid it off and you said, I don't care, I'm not going to buy insurance, you could do that, but you can't do it on a condo. Right. So it's important. I mean, so it's it's not a matter of choice. You have to have insurance on your condos. You have to have it because your mortgage company is going to require it and your bylaws require it. It's an ass. And in Hawaii, our most important asset is the property we own. Mm -hmm. Why would you not want to insure it? Sure, my house burns down. I can sell the lot I, my house was on. But why would I want to lose that million-dollar home? Because every home in Hawaii is at least worth a million dollars nowadays. Yeah. You know, So, I mean, it's I, I, I come from a real estate family, so I understand the importance of real estate. And I, it, you have to insure it, in my mind. And, you know, I just want to talk about this misconception about why the premiums are going up. And I think there's a there's a... a a feeling that the reason why the insurance is going up is because high rises don't have fire sprinkler systems. And there's the uh, Honolulu ordinance, a fire safety ordinance that mandates sprinklers. Does that fire safety ordinance have any impact on the insurance premium increases that are happening now to condos? Okay, let's take a non-sprinkler building and a sprinkler building. Both of them have seen rate increases this year, okay? The sprinkler building, a little less, more than likely, because they have the fire safety. They have the sprinkler system. So you get a bit of a discount because you have a sprinkler system. Those of us that don't have sprinklers are paying more on our property premium. Our umbrella carrier is saying, is this a sprinkler building? And we have to check, no. You may not even be able to get an umbrella for some very tall high rises without sprinklers. We're having trouble with that because the umbrella market's dried up. The DNO carrier says, is it a sprinkler building? because they know they're going to pay out on deaths if it's not. So they're seeing the non-sprinkler buildings are seeing a higher premium charge than if they were sprinklered, okay, on not only the property, but the general liability, the DNO, and the umbrella, if we can get them one, okay? 
But can I tell you something? In Honolulu, on that ordinance, the fire safety ordinance, the man, the mandatory uh, fire sprinkler requirement only applies to buildings that are over 10 stories and uh, do not have open exterior quarters. And we have lots of buildings that have open exterior quarters, like the Wailana, we've got the Yacht Harbor Tower, right? They have open exterior. So they're exempt from fire sprinklers, but yet they, they're going to be assessed more, more for insurance. Right, because the insurance company doesn't care what the, the system says that has to be sprinkled or not. The insurance company knows that there's our lives in there and that if there is a fire, that they don't, they want the water there to put the fire out. Yes, you may get out and then you may not. So they're going, the insurance company doesn't care what the ordinance says. They're saying, we're not going to put, the reinsurers are saying, we're not putting our cheap, giving you a cheap rate if you're not a sprinkler building. We'll give it to you cheaper if you're sprinklered because we know we're not going to more than likely have a loss of life. Just like, so is the umbrella carrier. So is the DNL carrier. So is the general liability carrier. They just feel that it's a safer risk than a non-sprinkler 10-story, 8-story, 3-story building. And as I tell everybody else, Hawaii's in the, Building code is 2018 right now. And if you read the 2020 building code, which someday we'll get into, it says that anything four stories and above has to be sprinkler. So, I mean, wow. it doesn't matter what's right now. It's what's going to happen in the future. I, I Maybe I'll be dead and gone by the time that everybody's going to get sprinklered, but I don't see that we're going to be waiting 20 years before we're going to have to put sprinklers in things. I may be wrong, but you know, right. I've been an, I own in a non-sprinkler building, and I also own in a sprinkler building. I'm saving my rental income on that <laughs> non-sprinkler building because I know I'm going to get assessed on it someday, and so I'm just putting it aside because I'm going to be older, living on maybe Social Security, so I want to make sure I have it. But you know, it's an investment. It's something that, I, and as I tell my older clients, you're. You have this investment that you are going to give to your grandchildren, maybe to an aunt, a favorite niece, and yet you're going to give them something that's going to be a problem to them because 10 years from now, 15 years from now, maybe 20, the sprinklers are going to be demanded of them and they're going to have to come up with, maybe you had to come up with eight or 10 or $12,000 this year. Maybe they're going to have to come up with $50,000 by the time they inherit your place. They're not going to be really pleased that grandma and grandpa didn't take care of things. You know, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you do this thing back then? It was so much cheaper. It's like those of us who look at the price of condos 20 years ago and say, oh, God, I wish I'd bought 10 of those. They're only 50,000 bucks. But, you know, things cost so much more. So I think we owe it to ourselves and the next generation to get things handled. Well, you know, okay, let me ask you this question. There has been talk in the legislature, you know, because uh, of the uh, increasing uh, premiums to condominiums about setting up a special fund, you know, like the hurricane relief fund. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, there, there's been talk that they, you know, are, are, should set up a, a, a special fund for AOAOs because it looks like it's getting to the point where they might not be able to, you know, a lot of buildings may not be able to, uh, uh, you know, get insurance in the standard market. They'd have to go out, you know, to surplus lines and pay all these, you know, the extra money. What do you think about setting up a special fund? I mean, and it seems like with the legislature, it, it was kind of lukewarm uh, this year, the reaction to it. Uh, they didn't seem to, you know, think that there there was an urgent need to do anything this year. 
But what do you think about that that plan? Okay, when you say a special fund, that means somebody is putting money aside for condominium unit owners. I don't know why we're so special that the city or whoever, whether they do it through a property tax or how they do it, why we're so special that we should have money set aside for us when we have slew of single family homeowners that would like to maintain their homes better and they're feeling the punt the crunch as well, not as badly because it's, but my homeowner's premium went up on my single family home. Is anybody going to rescue me? In other words, what, why are we so special? That's what I asked. Well, the, well there's that hurricane, hurricane relief fund because, you know, uh, insurance companies weren't selling or they weren't, or selling, it. Yeah, they weren't selling it. Right. You, or it was yeah, too expensive or something. $32 million like dollars in our hurricane relief fund back then. $32 million. We all paid into it. Everybody paid into it. Mm-hmm. So we had this $32 million. Eventually it got used up because they didn't need it because the insurance companies came back and said, we'll write insurance. Well, the insurance companies are writing insurance in our state. There's no problem. It's just that you want only the standard market where you can get a lower rate, but the standard market still has to use the reinsurers. And mm-hmm. the reinsurers are going to charge what they're paying out. And when they have losses, we're going to pay more. What we paid after 2008 when... Um, Katrina and the, um, hit the not the one back in Florida where it did a lot of damage in North New Orleans. Our rates were higher to match. In fact, I a condo that I said, oh, I'm so sorry, this is your new premium. They looked up what they paid back then in 2008. It was still less than what they paid in 2008 because the rates just skyrocketed. They came down two years later and stayed low, and now they're skyrocketing again. So I mean, yes. We don't like to be in this position of skyrocketing rates. It would help if we didn't have losses. So when if I have to take you out to the secondary market and I could show that you've done your pipes and that you haven't had any losses for the last two or three years, even though you had a slew of water losses before, then I can there'll be a better rate for you if you're out of the standard market. But if you take care of your maintenance of your units and your building, more than likely you will stay in the standard market. The ones that are losing out are the ones that have had so many losses. And I've had board presidents tell me, well, too bad. We're not going to do our pipes. It's too expensive. We'll just live with the water claims. You know, and then you lose the market. And then you blame the insurance. Right. And, you know, this kind of uh, uh, circles back to, you know, what you started out to say is that, you know, uh, associations have to spend more, pay more attention to maintaining their buildings. And exactly. if it costs money. It's better to pay out now and, and, and avoid these additional costs, you know, down the road. Right. At all condos, we're all in the same pot. And if you don't take care of your condo, but I take care of mine, I'm still going to get zapped because you causing claims. So if you don't want to replace your pipes and you have all these water leaks and I, we go out to bid and the insurance company says, oh, it's Hawaii. They got old pipes. We don't, you know. Okay. So this one little condo, I, my own little condo. Never had a claim in 22 years. We've been with Fireman's Fund. Never had a claim, ever, okay? My rate went up. My deductible went up just because everybody else is causing so many claims. They said, we're going to have a minimum deductible now of 75000 There's too many water claims in this state. And that we never had one. But this is their new rule. That's their new minimum, okay? My premium went up, not as much as the building that had a lot of water claims, but my premium still went up. Instead of being 40%, it was 30%. Okay. Now what's happened on top of the insurance increase is the valuations of our property. The reconstruction cost has gone up because of inflation. 
case, and they're estimating that construction in Hawaii costs are going up 30%. So if you have to increase your value by 30%, that alone is like there a 30% increase in your premium. And then on top of that, you have claims, so they're going to ding you and not give you the best rate. 40, 50, 60%, some people have faced that. Wow. It's, that, it's, that, that's, not a, that's, not a, that's not a very pretty picture for the future. No. But, you know, it's I think we, we've run out of time, but I guess the message you're saying, because you said it in the beginning and you're saying it at the end, is the associations have to pay attention to maintaining their building if they okay. want to keep their insurance costs at least stable. Right. Uh, right. Uh, my job as a board member is to maintain, protect, maintain my complex. Maintain. It's an asset of many people. And if I let it go down by not maintaining it, I'm messing up all these other owners. Maintenance. Right. Well, thank you, Sue. You're and welcome. We, we've run out of time, and I know we could go on for a lot longer, but thank you so much for uh, spending uh, your afternoon with us and telling us what you know we should be concentrating on and it looks like it's maintenance. It's maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. And thank you very much. And for our viewers, uh, uh, next week, we're going to have Senator uh, Sharon uh, Moriwaki, and she's going to be talking about um, a Senate bill that she introduced that is going to require board members to be educated. And it's going to be mandatory. Uh, so, And if you want to serve on the board, you have to be certified. So that, this is going to be an interesting, it's something new. And we're going to be talking about why it's come to the point where the legislature is mandating that boards be educated. So please join us uh, in that conversation next week, Thursday. And thank you for uh, joining us for this episode of Condo Insider. Uh, thank you. Aloha and mahalo. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.